Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 10. We need a confetti can right there. We do. It's, it's a big it's milestone. A, it's an anniversary for us. It is. So excited. What did you get me? Uh, it's a surprise. Oh, okay. I, I need to see how this episode goes before I give you your present. You're okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds that determines the quality of the gift. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, though, we are excited to present to you another Expanding Life podcast. Talking today about a topic which is near and dear to my heart. I'm assuming Jared's as well. Well, yes, me. Yeah. But uh, when we look at thought leaders uh, in the world, a lot of times you'll see certain individuals that go really hard down the path of financial wealth, right? You're either winning the game because you're making a lot of money or you're not. And in fact, usually winning the game means really really winning the game. If you aren't making multiple millions a year, then what are you? What are you to life? Are you contributing anything? And it also means a lot of times these thought leaders feel like the only real value you can add to another human being is by teaching them that skill as well. So we want to just kind of open that topic up and, and, and dive right into it. But Jared, what are, uh, what are some of your initial thoughts? I've got a lot of thoughts on this topic. I think it's really, really interesting. I feel I feel like this dives a lot into the cult into our culture today, um, and I feel like we've like anything in our culture. I feel like there's a big swing of the pendulum, if you will, where it's like on one hand you had you have people to where like money's evil, right? Yeah, money's totally. bad. It's uh, it's r- really bad, and rich people, it's the devil, rich people are bad. <laughs> you know. And then all of a sudden, like the pendulum swings way too far on the other side to where it's like, I'm going to be lazy and money's not important. I think once again, I'm my philosophy, my take on this is I, me personally, I am totally cool. Somebody wants to go out and live in a camper van. They love that lifestyle. They'd like to do it. My question to them though, is are the type of person though, that is going to then crap on somebody else who wants money? Yeah. Totally. And wants that lifestyle. I think therein lies that person's true emotional state. So I think kind of the beauty in this, not to not to get to the punchline first, but I think to start out with it, I think it's really important is this is somebody genuinely happy with other people in their state and what they're doing, uh, being completely confident in the path that they're taking. Yeah. Well, you know? I, I think the challenge we run into is that human beings in certain phases of our lives, we will give significant meaning to certain things, right? And that doesn't mean that you're not going to go through this evolution throughout your life, right? Like a lot of times people are so obsessed with accumulating financial wealth and then all of a sudden some tragedy happens in their lives and they quickly realize that that isn't actually something that's of significant value to them anymore, right? And all of a sudden there's these other things that they want to find value in. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think as human beings, we want to feel like we're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Like we're, like we're pursuing the things that we should be pursuing. So if someone is just dialed and or obsessed with accumulating financial wealth, and when they go and win that game, they want to make sure that they get the trophy Mm -hmm. and they want everyone else to recognize that. Right. And and I'm not going to also shirk that there wasn't a lot of work that went in in order to accomplish that. So I get it. I get it. Why you want to, why you want to be valued for that. Right. But it, it doesn't mean that that is the only thing of which where you can, we can receive wealth. Right. 
you know, if you look back on a, on a Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, I think, I think the story within the story that a lot of people miss is it's not just about accumulating financial wealth, financial growth, right? Um, but there's a lot of other areas of life where you can see those wins and yeah. feel that growth, right? And from my perspective, when you are as balanced as you can in seeing multiple wins over multiple modalities of life, that's when you really, you really can feel fulfilled, right? A lot of times you see people that go and win the financial game and they're freaking miserable, mm-hmm. right? They still make really extreme decisions. Sometimes they'll take their own life. Like it can be really, really ugly. And, and therein lies in, in what I would call ultimate failure, right? That you go and you win this game that you thought you were supposed to play and then you're, you're still miserable when it's all said and done. So, um, you know, I, uh, there was years back, I think it was on Netflix, but there was a a documentary called happy Mm. and they did this study and they found in the study anyway, that, that people making over, I think the number was $500,000 a year that there wasn't any significant increase in happiness beyond that. Mm. Right. Um, now I will say that like, there's something useful about growth, right? And you continually setting marks to achieve and you keep chasing things down. But at some point you might want to look and examine your life and go, you know what? Okay. The financial side is checked, but I've got all these other areas, right? My, my physical well being and my mental health and how I'm doing as far as contribution to the world or to other individuals, how my relationships are, right? And that you look at that entire scope and are you healthy in all those areas? Um, I think it's important. Uh, it's important to really look and examine your life and and try to find value in more ways than just that financial checkbox. It's interesting you bring up like contribution, relationships, some other things too. And I asked myself the question when you said that, like why, why is it that there is such an emphasis and focus on accumulating wealth and money? I think part of the answer is like, you know, we read the book for disciplines of execution, yeah, uh, great you book. know, the past couple months. And it focuses a lot in there is, is people, uh, people will focus on what, what is measured, right. And what is measurable. And so I feel like in our, in our world, it's really easy. Like it's really easy. Money is a really, really easy thing to measure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's scoreboard super easy. Yeah. Scoreboard's yep. super transparent. Yep. So saying like, cool. Well, if you're in this, if you're in real estate, how many deals have you done this year? You know, how much revenue have you generated? Or if you're in insurance or if you're in solar, or if you're in alarm, whatever it is, Yeah. how many accounts did you sell? Right. Yep. So that is so that the, <laughs> that tied to revenue or that to income, that, that is such a linear line of thinking. Yeah. That's really easy to be able to track and be able to measure. I think it's not as easy to track. Like how is your mental state? How is your mental well-being? How are your, how are your relationships? You know? And I think that that is why it can be, it's a tricky thing. It's a tricky thing to have that balance because there aren't those tools to where it's like, Oh, my relationship, I checked on the relationship monitor this morning and it's a (laughs) nine, 9.4 out of 10. (laughs) We're doing, we're doing great. You know? But you can check to where, hey, my goal is to have X amount, you know, my goal is to have X amount in the bank, in the bank, this much in assets, uh, no debt, this, this, and this paid off. Like, and you can literally, there's apps, there's tools, there's a lot of resources to literally pull it up. You can see, yep, I'm on track and I'm yeah. feeling really good. 
So it's money. It, that, that is a tricky thing to where it's easy to gravitate towards just using money as the only measurable, yeah. right? As the only thing determining whether we are winning or losing. And I think people, thought leaders especially, I, I don't think that they're super conscious of this sometimes. So they go all in on just like money because it is the only kind of measurable that we really have in our society. So they go so far into it, go so hard into it. They're like, I'm crushing, I'm winning the game because it is harder to measure things like relationship health. Yeah. And it's harder to me measure mental health and these other things. There's not tools that are uh, as, as easily to define where we are at as easy as to define you know, where we're at financially. Yeah. And, and I think there's a couple other things that play into account. You know, you, it, there's a lot of times a lot uh, a, a, a significant pain association to the lack thereof. Oh yeah, right. And and you want to be maybe the person in your family that flips the script, mm -hmm. right? There's been a lot of poverty in your family. You grew up poor, or whatever, and, and you wanna you wanna change that. You wanna say, hey, I don't want to have to experience that. I don't want my kids to have to experience that. And you, and you want to flip the script. So I get it. Like when you're a thought leader talking about this, that it's going to resonate to a lot of people. And it's also one of those things, a lot of times like fame, it's really glamorized, yeah. you know, it's like, Oh, you get to drive the cars and go on the vacations and you have the homes and you get to do all that. But, um, what we've, what we oftentimes don't get to see is the entire story. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that you bring that up. I, I'm reading this book right now by Patrick Lencioni, the advantage. Um, and we've, we've read his other book, the five dysfunctions. Yep. Um, and so he actually talks about the five dysfunctions, uh, in this book and he gives a story illustrating the five dysfunctions. He talks about, there was a CFO who's an older CFO in an organization and every, no, nobody knew his story, right? Nobody knew who he was. Um, but he was just, everyone knew him as like, he was super uptight. He said no to like most financial asks, right? And he just seemed like he was really like just kind of a cringy old man, you know, yeah. kind of a curmudgeon. And so they did this exercise of the five dysfunctions. <clears throat> obviously, the, if you've read that book, obviously the going through that exercise of getting to know, kind of breaking down those walls, those barriers. Anyway, it gets to the CFO, who's an older man, and he tells a story about how he was, you know, he grew up dirt, 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 dirt poor. Mm. And like literally to the point to where, you know, he didn't know as a little kid where his next meal was going to come. Wow. And yeah. so it was like really, really powerful and just talked about how it softened the hearts of everyone there. They're like, it makes so much sense. He's like, and that's, he goes on to talk about, like, that's why I'm so nervous when making those financial decisions because I, I think I still live into that as a little kid, as a little boy, like, I don't know where my next dollar is going to come from. Totally. You know? Yeah. So it's just fascinating how like kind of that baseline psychology that we have. And I think it goes, it goes to your point, like these thought leaders, these other people, we don't know. We don't know their motivations. We don't know how they grew up. You know, yep. I think some of them are bad. Yep. I think some of them are ill-intentioned. Yeah. I think there's others that are like they're just playing into their baseline psychology, and they don't want to feel that pain they had when they when they were young. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I think it's a it, it's a useful. Hopefully, as you guys listen to this, it, it's useful to kind of do some self reflection and, and examine your own personal relationship with finances. Mm -hmm. Because, um, man, I, I I I see all kinds of what I would deem, like who am I to say, right? But what I would deem, my opinion, on what I would call unhealthy relationships with money. And I see it on both sides of it, right? I, I see those that it just, it's like this greed thing, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and there, it's such an obsession that you will trample any human being out there 
if they are in your way of accumulating more financial wealth, right? But I've seen it on the other side where it's like it's like this hoarding mentality. It's mm. like you you know almost like maybe that CFO in some ways. It's like this is a precious exactly resource. Right. Yeah. I haven't seen it very often. Yeah. I have to hoard it, right? Yeah. I I will say that that when not all the time, but I feel like a lot of times when people subscribe to that latter philosophy, it's also hard to give it away. Mm. Right. And, yeah. and, and we don't want to, we don't want to play that game either. You know, um, it's, it's funny, Jared, who's, who's filming this for us. We've, we've talked about this, but the philosophy that I, I guess have, um, tended to most align with is it's those people out there who chose to win the game, mm. to win the financial game. They want it in my opinion. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. they want it and then gave it all away. Mm. Right. Yeah. Go win the game and then give it all away. And I think if you go and approach it with that type of mindset that, hey, look, this is just a, a game I'm playing. And my only intention is that at some point I want to be able to distribute this however I want. I want to be a, a the, the good steward over these resources and do so much good for it. And I think it, I'm not saying that I've, I have personally arrived there because I think it's going to be kind of a lifelong quest. Right. But I think when you go about it that way, it allows for you to make decisions throughout your life that are going to really, really benefit you um, emotionally, psychologically, uh, from a growth standpoint. Um, you're, you're just playing the game with the right intentions, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it totally you know? makes sense. And I think in that pursuit, you happen to just grow a lot of other areas of your life too. Yeah. You know, and I think you gr you grow, you become a better man or a better woman yeah. in that pursuit. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you do become better, you know? Yeah. I think obviously money can magnify if you do have certain flaws in your character. Um, it can magnify those flaws. Yep. And that's where we see some people stepping on somebody else, wanting to, you know, crush somebody else to be able to get to their dream and stuff. And I think there is a healthy balance. Uh, I like what you say with game. And sure, I, it's good to compete, right? You're going to compete in any business that you're in. Yep. And that's a natural part. At the end of the day, though, like at the end of the day, no one's going to really remember you know, your competitors. But what you're going to remember at the end of the day is you being able to compete with yourself and improve yeah. and get yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, that's a much healthier relationship yeah. of competition. You know, it's a race against yourself instead of others, right? And a lot of times, it's it's dangerous if you're if you're constantly just looking for competition to get you to another level, mm -hmm. because sometimes that might even be shortchanging yourself. I yeah. mean, there's like like Michael Jordan. One of my favorite quotes that was ever said about him is he demand, and I think it was actually Michael Jordan quoting Dr. J, if I remember correctly. But, but both individuals who were the very top of their game said that they demanded more of themselves than anyone else would ever expect. Mm. And, and when you're running the race against yourself, right, it's a much healthier style of, of, uh, of competition. You know, like I, I would sheepishly admit that there's been times when I've been in a competitive arena, whether it's finances or whatever, and it's almost like I secretly wanted the other person to fail because it made me win. Yeah. Right. And, and I know that might be a sick, twisted view on competition, but it was win anyway. I don't care how I win. Right. I just care that I win. And if that person happens to uh, have a setback, so be it. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but once it, when the race is against yourself, <clears throat> once again, it just brings in a lot, a lot healthier relationship with competition. Yeah. And one of the things you brought up earlier, I think is really fascinating. You, you brought up like celebrities or people that 
think they want to get to a certain amount of wealth or stature and then they still find themselves miserable yeah you know and i like maybe like dive a little bit deeper into that and like why that is the case and i think it just goes it goes to show (laughs) that no matter the circumstance no matter where we're at in life whether it's a a different job we move to or different state different country different house no matter what it is we are still bringing that same mind mentality and mindset to that other place to that other state to that other house to that other job you know yeah and so unless you are also once again cool you're increasing in finances that's awesome you also have to be aware though are you also increasing your mentality your mindset totally right and being you know we've heard it the old adage a million times man, I just thought when I, when I bought my first house or I just thought when I sold my first company or I made my first million or first 10 million, 100 million, billion, whatever it is, I just thought I'd feel way different. I thought I'd be super happy. Yeah. And it came to show that like it, I wasn't, right? I still had that yearning, right? And so I think, I think understanding and, and you, it's interesting you hear back to some of those people and the glory days for them when they have when they have nothing, they think the glory is going to be when they accomplish that milestone. Yeah. Once they accomplish that milestone, then they look back and they realize that the glory was in the journey. Yeah. Right. For sure. The, the, yeah. the joy and the, the grind. The the, the, yeah. the times when you're wondering if you're going to make it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and then wow, you overcome and 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 yeah. Usually when you get to the summit, it isn't as sweet as as people think right yeah. and i think that's the same thing if like if you're if your mo is winning the financial game um and and that's what you have subscribed to that's who you've bought into from reading books or li- watching youtube videos or or listening to certain thought leaders um don't be surprised if you reach that pinnacle and you're like is this all there is yeah wow i feel like i just dedicated a lifetime to this and this is all that I feel right yeah. now, yeah. you know? And so that, that's where I like, I feel like it's in some ways and maybe, maybe their intentions are pure. They just don't know any better, but I feel like it's such a dangerous thing that if you subscribe solely to where to, to a philosophy that winning the financial game equals winning at life, I just feel like it's a dangerous game to play because the odds are you're going to get there and it might be cool might be cool you can do things you couldn't do before there's some financial freedom there there's there's uh, an opportunity to provide for for a family that you didn't have otherwise you can do some other there's going to be some good there right but to have it be the end all be all there is more to gain in life than just financial status yeah you know yeah and that reminds me of like tony robbins i I haven't read the book but i've i've listened to a podcast he's done on this i think it's uh, it's unshakable Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he wrote it. It's kind of more of a consolidated version of his other book, Money Master the Game. Oh, gotcha. So it's just yeah. like that was a huge book, and he's like, okay, I'm going to take the best principles and boil it down to Unshakable. It's it is a great, gotcha. great read. I've, I've I, read I, I still have to read it, but I remember the podcast. He talks about how, and actually, even had to unleash the power within. He talks about how he interviewed, I think, he's like 50 billionaires throughout this process, and he said, I think only like five or six of them were actually genuinely happy. Yeah, which is. Yeah crazy yeah he's talked he's talked about it and i think in one of his books he's like man i've i've met people in the projects Mm -hmm. completely addicted to cocaine and i've met billionaires completely addicted to cocaine (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean but he like he made it a point that both were in a situation of addiction that they wanted to be out sure and money more money doesn't necessarily solve everything right it's true it's true i think we're like as humans 
because we have this, you know, and once again, Tony Robbins talks about this. We avoid pain. We seek pleasure. Yeah. Right? And like we are so addicted to avoiding pain and seeking pleasure that we don't ever really stop to think I'm feeling pain. And we, we, we have a natural response to just want to get out of it. Right. Yeah. We don't want to ever sit in the pain, but if we sit in the pain and if we let it be our teacher, that's where then we can actually learn, yeah. actually shift our mentality and mindset. And that's why you do see some people to where they're constantly chasing the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And they're never happy. Yeah. Right? And it's because they're focused on the wrong thing. You, know, yeah. you can't just chase a circumstance and think it's going to change your mindset. Cause it won't, right. Yeah. It has to start. It's the opposite way to think you've got to change and be happy in your current circumstance you're in. Th- therein lies the key to where yes. the growth from there will be fulfilling. Yeah. Right. You'll actually feel happy. And then like, like you said, it becomes a game, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and instead of like this, if I don't do this, like, I just might as well kill myself, right? Or I might, yeah. like, some people go to those extremes. Yeah, it's crazy. Where, yeah. like, instead, it's like, no, you need to be happy and get yourself right here. Yeah. You know, even if you have zero dollars in the bank account, yep. if you have no prospects, you have no job, be happy with where you are at. Because it's not going to change if you have a billion dollars in the bank account, you have all the resources at your fingertips. If you still have that same mentality and mindset, you're going to be screwed. Yeah. You will be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that, that's a, a peek in on what I would call a, a lot of Eastern philosophy when it comes to, it comes to happiness. It's that this is all there is Yeah, right now. This is all there is. And, and I need to find joy in, in what this is. Mm. And then, yes, then, you know, achieving and doing other things and whatnot, you know, like accumulating financial wealth. I feel like all of those things just magnify who you are. Totally. Right. And 100%. where, where you're choosing to live, especially here. Um, you know, getting back once again to that, that documentary on, on happiness. Um, I think they actually followed a a gentleman who lived in, I believe India and from an outside perspective, especially from a financial wealth standpoint, like uh, he wasn't doing great, Mm. right? Like, like living in poverty and whatnot. But I I can't remember the, the, the mechanism they used to measure it, but he was as happy as anyone was. Right. And once again, just making a decision to, to find happiness in your current state. And that doesn't mean that there still isn't going to be an opportunity to go and achieve. You should still do that. I love blending both Western philosophy and Eastern philosophy, which is Eastern philosophies. This is all there is find happiness now and Western philosophy, go chase down some other things, right. And experience that growth. I think when, when those, those two tend to align together, that's when your, your life can really feel rich. You know, it's funny you bring that up too. I, I've always, I've always thought this, but I've never really verbalized it when I watch people go to like a third world country or somewhere else. And they're like, Oh, I am, I've got so much. I'm going to go help these people that don't have so little. Yeah. And I feel like they get there and the person that ends up getting the most and receiving the most is the person who says, oh, I have a lot. I have a lot to give. Totally. You know? Yes. Because then they get, they get there. And this isn't always the case. Obviously, there's some cases where people, maybe it's after a tragedy or something, natural disaster, where there's genuine people who are in terrible, terrible, dire straits and need help. But I think for the most part, you go to this other place and like, wow, these people are really happy. Yeah. Like maybe they're giving to me more than what I think I could give to them. Totally. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that perspective is, is fascinating, yeah. you know, and, and to, you know, wor- worth its weight in gold, you know, no, no pun intended, but once again, it's that, that perspective, um, which, you know, hopefully throughout our lives, we all can experience different moments like that where it just, it, 
it, it changes our paradigm and it changes our perspective. Um, so that, that, you know, it, it motivates us to seek after more things than financial wealth for us to feel, um, feel fulfilled. Yeah. So I think closing too. So I think what we can take away from this, you know, I feel like it's really good to have goals. It's like, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree <laughs> vehemently. Terrible idea. Don't have goals. Just Can we throw, cut? Throw over there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's really good to have goals, right? Like those are fantastic measuring sticks. You say like, I've never made $1,000 in a week. Let's go do that. Awesome. I did that. Now let's go make $2,000 a week. You see? Oh. And now I want to go make $3,000. Now four or five, right? And that's so good because that is a good, good measuring stick. But along that journey, even if you were making no money, make sure to get your mentality, your mindset right first, yeah. right? Um, because otherwise then if you're just chasing something one after the another, there's going to come a time, you know, you've said this brilliantly before, there's going to come a time to where you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, like, and then is this, is this all there is? Yeah. You know, so great to have goals, set the goals, have them be audacious, go and push yourself to the max, see what you can do. Right. And that's really, 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 really fun. That's where, that's where like Ryan talks about, that's where you actually start to enter the arena and play the game. You know, to where it's just, it's just so fun to chase that and to see what you can go do next. Yeah.